0: Did you know that 13% of adults in the United States suffer from a life stunting disorder called trichotillomania? Trichotillomania is a hair-pulling disorder that causes noticeable hair loss in the scalp, brows, and lashes. My name is Kirby and I am the founder of a nonprofit organization called The Trich to Stop. The Trich to Stop is devoted in providing trich sufferers with wigs, weaves, hair extensions, microblading for the brows along with false lashes and efforts to help prevent from pulling along with rebuilding confidence. Because there's no cure, trichotillomania is only manageable because I myself have been managing trichotillomania for 26 years. Originally, I created this program for myself, but now it's for others just like me. And you can support this organization by going to app.voodle.com app.voodle, and look up the Trich to Stop. That's T R I C H to Stop. Right now, currently, if you go to that website, you can cast your vote to help this organization receive a $10,000 grant to help those with this horrible hair disorder. All you have to do is go to the link that will be provided in the description box of this podcast and it will also be available on the Boochcast Facebook page at facebook.com slash theboochcast. Once you click on the link, click on the heart icon to like the video and then it will ask you to sign up. It is totally free to sign up. All you have to do is type in your name and a credible email address. And once you've done that, you have successfully voted for the Trich to Stop organization and give them a chance to win a $10,000 grant. Kirby is a personal friend of mine that I used to work with over at the Home Depot. I have recently casted my vote and I am asking the Boochcast fans and listeners to do the same go to app.voodle.com the link is in the description box here on the podcast and if you can't click on it go to the boochcast facebook page and there will be a clickable link for you to go and cast your votes and now on with the show
1: i tried, 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 and i tried even more. I've cried, 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 and I can't recall what for. I press, I push, I yell, I beg, hoping hope some success. The inevitable fact is that it never will impress. I've no more fucks to give, my fucks have all run dry. I've tried to go fuck shopping, but there's no fucks left to buy I've got no fucks to give, the more fucks I've tried to get I'm over my fuck budget, and I'm now in fucking dead. Will I strive, strive, strive to get everything F- no open. My fucks have blown away My fucks are now so fucked up they refuse to fucking stay
0: everybody, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW Revolution. Now, some of you might be wondering, Booch, the pay-per-view was on Sunday. Why is this out on a Tuesday when I'm probably in the middle of watching NXT? Well, the answer to that question, ladies and gentlemen, is very simple. I'll give you a little backstory, then we'll get into the results. Sunday night, while watching the pay-per-view... Uh, Zach and I were over at Desmond's house. We were hanging out. We were watching the pay-per-view. It lasted about five, five and a half fucking hours. And I'm just going to say real quick here. Um, my biggest gripe with these AEW pay-per-views is they go on way too fucking long. Agreed. Okay? We have these things, Tony Khan, called Jobs. Now, I know in the wrestling business, a lot of you guys don't have jobs. This is your only job. So, you get to sleep in on Sunday, get up on Monday, fly to wherever you're going next, and get ready for TV on Wednesday. But the rest of us have to get up early in the morning and go to our jobs in order to make the money that is necessary for us to buy your pay-per-view in the first fucking place. So... If you're going to move your pay-per-view to a Sunday instead of your normal Saturday, have some fucking courtesy. Not every match has to be 30 minutes long with everybody trying to get their shit in. If you guys are as gifted and talented at wrestling as you claim to be, you can do a standard 10-15 minute match and deliver. Hell, I've seen five minute matches deliver. So don't tell me it's not doable. If you need 20 minutes in order to get all your shit in and please the crowd, it's because your psychology and your ability to tell a story is dog shit. Only one match in this whole pay-per-view was long and deserved to be. And I will tell you what that one is when we get to it. The rest of these we way too long and were goddamn ridiculous. So, on that note, now I got that out of my system, I'll get to the rest of the story. So, <laughs> once the pay-per-view's over, Desmond pretty much went to sleep. Because he had to get up early for work the next day.
1: Yeah. Zach yeah. and
0: I... We stuck went, it out. We, we stuck, stuck
1: it out.
2: Even though during the main event, you kept on passing out. I kept on trying to wake him up. And I, then afterwards, I said, fuck it. Just let me go. At that point, you should just let was, me go. There, there was a uh, three twenty-five 25-minute matches. Two of them, no. One of them, yes. But like Vinny said, we'll get to there. But otherwise than that, to me personally, uh,
0: it was good, but it just dragged ass. Yeah, so anyway, I had to take a 20-minute power nap just so I could get Zach back to his house. So we decided, hey, let's kill some time. Or no, Zach decided, let's kill some time and we'll do the show on the road. Yes. So I put my phone up, I recorded it, and we traveled. We get all the way back to the house. We had a kick-ass fucking recap. It was great. I come home Monday night after all the work that I did, and I'll get into that on the Variety Show next week, so I'll get to more about that. So basically, I get back to the house, and I go to edit the recap, and it sounds like absolute shit. I try to get rid of the background noise. I tried to... To do all the editing tricks that I know, I couldn't salvage the recap. So, because of that, Zach and I are already getting together because we got a bunch of other shows we're going to be recording for this week. We got an NXT recap coming your way, we got a variety show coming out next week. So, what I decided to do was we do the AW Revolution recap right now here in the studio, and it's unedited. Yeah, I'm not editing any of this. All I'm doing after I'm done recording this is I'm gonna make a few tiny adjustments and then I'm putting this some bitch out. Then we're gonna do our variety show, try to get that done, then do NXT. Now, the NXT recap will come out tomorrow. The variety show will come out next week. So just wanna give you guys a little heads up on that. That's why we're late to the party with Revolution. We tried to be on time, but technology fucked us. That so, is true. So anyway, we're going to do this now. We're going to kick off AW Revolution, taking place from the Addition Financial Arena in Orlando, Florida. Yep. And obviously there was the buy-in, which is what they call the pre-show, but we're not going to get into that because uh, pre-show don't count. Pre-show
2: don't count, like, pre-show, like pre-season of football,
0: baseball. Yeah, exactly. So there were a couple matches, skip ahead, skip ahead, yep. blah, blah, yep. blah. Uh, worthless interview, blah, blah, blah. The only thing I really saw was um, they had the death triangle and the house of black. I didn't watch this match, but I just want to make one clarify one thing about it before we get to the first match. Um, this is a prime example and living proof
2: there we
0: go. that AEW doesn't know how to book for shit. Because wait a minute, are you kidding me?
2: Jesus Christ, assholes. What? No, 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 There's, I see what you're saying, man. I see, yeah, like, that match right there should have been on the main card, not a part of the pre-show.
0: No, no, that... no, 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 no. That's not the problem. What's the problem? The problem is that the House of Black went over. That's the problem. Uh... This is what I mean by doesn't know how to book. I can give a fuck less if this is on the pre-show or not. I didn't give a shit about this match. I had no emotional investment in it. I did have a little bit of an investment because of Eric Redbeard, but I'm glad I didn't fucking see it. Because here's here's, this, this, this is the issue I have, folks. You heard me say this on the AEW recap. I'm going to say it again. When you debut a new gimmick or a new person, you want them to win right off the bat. That is ideally the best way to kick somebody off. I'm not saying they need to have an undefeated streak, but they need to at least get the initial debut win. Now, in this case, you had Penta Oscurta, which for those of you who don't know, Oscurta is Spanish for... Dark. Pentagon Dark was a... Which, uh, if you're a Lucha Underground fan, you know exactly who the fuck Pentagon Dark is. You are familiar with this character, and you fucking love it. Question. What? How good
2: is he? Give a 30-second review on him
0: and when he was in Lucha Underground. Pentagon was a badass in Lucha Underground. The fact that it took him to almost the end of the whole... Uh, run of the series of the of the sh- of the show yeah. to become the Lucha Underground champion was insane. Okay. It was great the way he won it. I love Pentagon. Okay. okay, I don't like him as much in AEW, but I loved him in Lucha Underground. Uh-huh. But outside of Lucha Underground, he's not that great. I mean, he's a great athlete, but he does the luchador bullshit too much, and you don't get much of his character. But but you're debuting a new character who's been getting his ass kicked by the House of Black. In this case, when someone's like, all right. I need to revamp who I am to get the win, and you don't give them the win, it's bad. But now people are going to say, well, Pentagon got the win on Dynamite. Yes, he did. Here's the problem. When you debut a new gimmick that's badass, it's not enough to just win the match. You have to dominate. You have to stand tall. You have to show, I'm a badass motherfucker now, and the House of Black has to regroup in order... To find out how we can win. That would have been a... Now, is the thing. If they had won the match with no Buddy Matthews. No Jobber on the show. Then have Buddy Matthews come out the following week to get the upper hand. Take out Penta Dark, Pentagon Dark and everybody else. And show, hey, here's our secret weapon to face the Death Triangle. Because Death Triangle responded with Eric Redbeard. Yeah. So now we got, holy shit, Eric Rowan. Yeah. It's all elites. Yeah, I saw that too. I saw. That this is a big fucking deal. It was. It is a big deal. So you bring this in here, you got this six-man tag match and you still put over the House of Black. Fucking stupid. You've now buried Penta's new gimmick, you've given Eric Redbeard a worthless head start, all to build up two dark schmucks and a fucking jobber. <laughs> and just to be clear, when I say dark schmucks, I mean their characters. They have dark, sinister characters. So don't, no snowflakes try to jump in here Please and try don't. to fuck with me. Please Last thing we need is to hear a bunch of that bullshit. But Buddy Matthews, I'm sorry, is a jobber. Now, when people get mad at me when I say that, yeah, and Elvis had an issue with me saying this because he didn't understand the difference between yeah. jobber and job. Here's the he difference. Yeah. oh yeah, I remember this. Now, see the difference between a job. And a jobber is this. Anytime you lose a match, I don't care who you are, whether you're the top guy or you're the bottom of the barrel. If you are the loser of a match, you are doing the job. That's what that means. You're doing the job for somebody else to get them over. And there's a respect factor that goes along with that because you can be the best in the world but if you got nobody to beat there's no way to prove it so the guy who's losing for you there's an appreciative moment there that's why everybody shakes hands in the locker room and everything else cuz you can't you, we all make money together i need you you need me that's how that works so that's what doing the job means a jobber is someone who loses consistently and is basically only on tv To make somebody else look good. If that's your only job, you are a jobber. That is basically what Buddy Matthews did when he was in WWE. That was our truth for a period of time. Um, There's a lot of guys who've had jobber spots. The Brooklyn Brawlers, another. Heath Slater. Heath Slater. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that are basically just making other people look good and getting their ass whooped. And that's why I was not impressed with Buddy Matthews showing up. He was basically a jobber, and they tried to make it look like they had one of the biggest acquisitions of all time, and it's like, uh, no. No, you didn't. And you you, you used a jobber from WWE to bury two guys that were basically going to draw money. It was horrible booking. Not lazy booking, just shitty. It was shitty. All right. Now, so, now if you have you got anything you want to add before I move um... on?
2: When it comes to Buddy Matthews, to me, and Elvis, and Dez, then he's the only fucking one, he's not. Give it time. The guy's got talent. In the ring, he got talent. I like him. So, basically, if you don't like Buddy, fuck off. You know how this goes. Anyways, moving on, moving on. We have the very first night of uh, the... Sorry, guys, can't talk. Very first match of the night. That would be... Chris Jericho against Eddie, K- Eddie Kingston. It started off with uh, Kingston, Joe Jericho, the half uh, half and half spy planks on the, uh, on the bell rang. As the bell rang. Yeah. And then back and forth. Then did you notice something about Eddie Kingston? He was not in shape for this match, was he? No, he was not in shape for this match at all. I mean, you mean with those, remember those chops? He was, and another thing is, and I love Eddie Kingston. He's great with his promos, bro. But this match right here, he was kind of sloppy. Yes. I was like, he did great, like he usually does. I was like, wait a minute here, dude. I mean, I'm not the most physical shape guy, but I've been watching this a long time. He was out of shape.
0: He wasn't selling. Then he finally got that one chop. Then he finally started to fucking sell. Well, the thing is, is that. There's there's partial blame to put on this as far as his selling. It wasn't just the fact that he wasn't selling. It turns out he was selling. He just wasn't making it obvious to the people at home. And the reason he wasn't was because he made the mistake of not cheating to the hard cam. And that's a thing most people don't understand when it comes to TV wrestling. Is that there's a section called the hard cam. Now, Zach, you know how like sometimes when you're watching wrestling... You can see the ring. You can see the referee. You can see some of the people behind them in the stands. Yeah. That camera angle is called the hard cam.
2: That's what Uh, that's called. Oh,
0: I've seen that before. So, and you, you might have seen some of the wrestling shows that I've done for indies. You see that little camera over there. That's the hard cam. And there's a thing in wrestling called you play to the hard cam. Everything you do. When you're in that ring, you are playing to the hard cam because the fans are everywhere; they can see everything. Yeah, they can. But you also have to understand there's an audience at home, and there's more people watching at home than there are in the stands in the of course arena. There is. There is every time. Every time. That's why they say for the thousands in attendance and for the millions watching at home, because there's more watching at home. So you got to play to the camera. And now you also notice they have other. Now of course they have other cameras. Around the ring to pick up close up shots and cut to certain places for us to see. But the main camera is the hard cam. That's why anytime a wrestler does an interview, yeah. or cuts a promo, yeah. they are always standing in the same spot, facing the same direction. yeah, because if they don't, all we're gonna see is the back of their head as soon as you come out to
2: the ring, either way, you always if you stand right there, they're either it's hard to I understand where you're coming from. Like, so you had a live event, and they're, you face, their back. Every time we uh, we went to a wrestling show, and every time I had to watch it, I got a wrestler, male or female, David Ricky Ross, is this. Yes. I didn't like seeing the back of their head. I want to see them face up, because I want to see, like, if I was close enough, take a pair of
0: fucking binoculars, cheap at Walmart, and see their facial expressions. Yes. And as a fan, yes, you want to see it. That's why occasionally they'll kind of look around yeah, and talk yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah. But... They always come, but no matter what they do, they go back to the hard cam. Okay. That's their that's their spot. Now they might look around occasionally. That's why they have the cameraman usually in the ring. Yeah. So when he's going around, so when he's walking around talking to all the fans, we can still see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. But they always end up going back. No matter what they do, they go back to the hard cam. They always go that's back. to you, the hard cam. If the other cameras don't capture something, that's their fault. True. But if you're not playing to the hard cam, it's your fault. Very true. So, and there's a and there's a way to learn how to do that. It's called you kind of it's it's like and this is the thing in film classes you learn. It's called you cheat. And what you do is you cheat to the camera, where like if you and I are sitting right now, mm-hmm. let's say there's a camera right here. We would be sitting positioned in such a way mm-hmm. To where it looks like we're still talking to each other, yeah. but the camera can see our faces. So they would position the sheet and say the seat and say kind of cheat a little bit. That way, it's a certain angle where it still looks like we're having a normal conversation, but the camera can still see us. You can still see your face, still see your expressions because that's a key thing you have to see. Okay. So he's doing the facial expressions, but we can't see them because no. he's not cheating to the camera. So it's partially his fault. For that. And also, you know, some camera people weren't really zooming in on it either. So it's it's a mixture of both. But that was Eddie's problem. He was selling, but he was not making it obvious to the viewers at home.
2: And uh anyway, so <clears throat> I mean it was physical, it was good. There was definitely some psychology in it too. Because these two wanted to get uh wanted to see where it goes and and uh Blah blah blah, and Jericho wants to use, use his use effects on the opponent opponent of Kingston. Said, "Excalibur, racist Back and forth, usual, and just by chance,
0: anyone by submission. This was a shocker. Yeah, I was surprised to see the tap out. I did not hey, expect man. Jericho to tap out, but ultimately at the end, Kingston goes to shake Jericho's hand. Jericho doesn't keep his word and walks off. May I? Go ahead.
2: I? Remember what he what fucking said on one of the previous show, the uh stay oh, stay home, of, you know the one before the pay per view. Especially how big this one is. He said, "If you beat me, Eddie, I will shake your fucking hand." And guess what the motherfucker doesn't do? He doesn't
0: shake his hand. Exactly. Hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that key thing <clears throat> there is. This has to make me believe that on Dynamite, Jericho is gonna be heel because. Gotta be. You can't do that and still be a babyface. Don't work. I'll tell you why. When you're a babyface, and people forget this because everybody wants to blend everything together. do not fucking work. No, it doesn't. You have to have a clear-cut good guy and a clear-cut bad guy to Very tell true. any good story. Yep. Any good story. Like, that, that. those have been the best stories in wrestling ever told. Now, the thing is, When you are a babyface, your job is to be as good as you can be. Now, are you perfect? No, but you got to be damn close. When a babyface breaks his word or goes off, there's an extenuating circumstance that happens to where a babyface gets pushed to the point where he can no longer take it anymore and finally has to go off to where even the most... Compassionate person goes. You know what? He fucking deserves this. You did everything you could to avoid a confrontation, but now this man has begged, as calling for your hand. So now you gotta whoop his ass. Very true. That I can is see a... that. I can see that. So Jericho, part of being a babyface is you honor your word, no matter what. So even if Jericho was reluctant to shake his hand, Mm -hmm. even if Jericho didn't want to shake his hand, even if Eddie Kingston cheated to win... Which he did not. He didn't. But even if he did, Jericho still had to be a man and stick that hand out and shake it. Even if he has that look Mm -hmm. on his face, and you you see the look on his face like, I don't want to do this. You don't deserve this handshake, but I'm going to give it to you because I'm a man of my word. And that's the promo you cut. He goes... Eddie, you don't deserve a handshake. You don't deserve my respect. But I am a man of my word, so I shook your hand. But rest assured, you will never get a handshake from me again. And the next time we meet, I'm not going to shake your hand. I'm going to slap that smug look right off your face. And that's the promo you cut. Um. Um.
2: Okay, I've a loss for words here. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give him a round of applause for Vinny Bucci because I'm not shitting. I did actually enjoy that even though I'm kind of fuzzed right now. So hold on one second, folks. <laughs> bravo, bravo, crumb dog, bravo. Okay, and number here one, we go. Uh,
0: number one question I get asked is, Vinny, why are you not producing wrestling? It's for one simple reason. Nobody wants to hire me. Hire I'll me, hire you? Hire me, pay me some money. I'll produce your wrestling for you. And then I'll help you book. Yeah. In fact, a little side note here. Every time Gator needs help with a finish, he calls me. I give him the idea. He goes out and does it. It works every time. Slap hands. I have not failed him yet. Anyway, what's the next match?
2: Next match of the night. Next match is for the A... Oh, fuck. (sighs) For the AEW World Tag Team Tana match. It wasn't really a match. It was a circus. We, it is the jungle. uh, the current champions are Boy and against Red Dragon, Polly Fish, and Kyle Riley. And the Spot Monkey, Cocksucking Pranks, the Young Bucks, Matt and, but, you know, whatever, named, Matt and Nick Johnson, even though they look like girls. They're the story Jews, Juge, Brandon Cutler. And they're not, uh, showing anything else. Yeah. Okay, with, uh, what was the
0: other tag team? <laughs> Zach. You may be the most illiterate friend I have. Either you're drunk or you're illiterate at this point. I can read. I can't read out loud very well. I I don't say like Matt and Nick Jackson, not Johnson, and its associate (laughs) stooge Brandon Cutler. Okay, let's redo
2: it one more time. (laughs) Fuck you (laughs) (laughs) for the World Tag Team Title Match. The uh, Jungle Boy and (laughs) Mika Swords are. Defended against Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly against the dumb fucks Matt and Nick Jackson. And who was the other tag team? Because apparently on the website it's not showing it.
0: Those were the only three. It was Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus, Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly, Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. I was was thinking about last week.
2: Okay, um, this was, (coughs) what do you call this? The shitty? Uh, anyways, you, it wasn't a shitty, folks. Yeah, it was a shitty. It was the uh, spot monkey bullshit. Of course, with the dumb fox, you see that doing, 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 doing stuff. So it was like it was like drop kicks, super kicks, over and over and over again, uh, guys. I and mean, he out of everybody who I did not win, you probably could tell it was a dumb fox. I really wish Red Dragon won. I'm glad that uh, Luchasaurus, a.k.a. Dragon Ball and Luchasaurus, are uh, retained, but I'm not really feeling the uh, Jurassic Happen tag team titles. But it was halfway decent in, in uh, all circumstances. I mean, they put up a good fight, but it was a fucking spot
0: dash Penny, are you okay? Yeah. By the way, we're not editing out any of this. Uh, something went down the wrong pipe, and I just started coughing really bad. Like, okay, he's alive, folks. He's yeah, alive, folks. Anyways, Jesus Christ! Uh, but anyway, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, this match was everything I expected it to be. Yeah, you bet you dad several d- times. Didn't d- didn't enjoy it. Um, obviously, here's the thing: I'm fine with Jurassic Express being the tag champs. Same here. I'm, I'm just wrong. I'm just happy that Marco Polo no longer comes out to the ring with them. It makes me smile. It brings joy to my heart. To not see a five-year-old walk out to the ring. The longest make-a-wish in the history of professional wrestling. This is. I so mean, harsh, this man. makes Nicholas look entertaining. Oh, fuck off. Like, horrifying that every nice. week. I know. Yeah, he tries. <laughs> I know, Yeah, try in one hand and shit in the other. <laughs> okay? See which one fills up first. Yeah. All right? So anyway, Red Dragon, love these guys. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I do too. Sorry, go ahead, man. Seriously, dude. Stop doing this shit. I'm trying to talk. Don't ask me for my thoughts and then cut me off every 10 seconds. All right? What the fuck? Anyway, I love Red Dragon. I like seeing what they bring to the table. I kind of wish they had won this match. I would have loved to have seen them with the tag team titles. uh, Especially when they acknowledge that they are now, that they are former three-time Ring of Honor World Champions, which we're going to see a lot of that now that Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor um the young bucks y'all know where i stand with them so i you know anything they did i was not a fan of not only did we have a long tag title reign from these guys that was unhealthy and did nothing to make the tag division better um they had to be in this match i guess to keep telling the story between the young bucks and red dragon which is going to force adam cole pussy to make a choice on which team that he's gonna associate with, because eventually the Bucks are going. The Bucks are gonna be out of here. I don't see them staying as a team anytime soon. And plus, I would love to see uh, Red Dragon and Adam Cole get together and form their own alliance and get the hell away from the dumb fucks because they are just cancerous to everything they touch. Agreed.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Moving on. Yes. Next match of the night, ladies and gentlemen, boys girls, and girls, is the face of the Revolution's ladder match. That would be Christian Cage versus Luminous, Keith Lee. And Pockets, Orange Cassie versus Powerhive Hobbs FTW Champion Absolute Ricky Starks versus Wardlow. Once again, folks, I want to say it one more time. It was a
0: fucking spot fest, was it not? I mean, to a degree it was, but I will say this, and Desmond brought this up, which I liked. This is the first time we've seen a ladder match in like a long time where there's a lot of big men in the match. Usually there's only one or two. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think the last time we saw a big, uh, this many big men in one match was in WWE, and I think it was the year John Cena won the Money in the Bank contract. I think that was the last time. And... Because I think it was like Cena, Big Show, Kane, maybe one other person. I so, that. So other than that, you don't see a lot of big men in the match. I think Cena qualifies as a big man. You know, he's damn sure not a cruiserweight. Um, so I did enjoy this match because there were some spots in here that were actually really good. Like, here's the thing. We all know how I feel about Orange Cassidy. So I don't think I need to repeat it. A.K.A. Pockets. Yes, Tony's little dog, Pockets. I, I don't... <laughs> y'all know how I feel about him. We do. But... That being said, what I will say is this is probably the most entertaining I've seen him.
2: In this he match. was entertaining. I mean, at the beginning of the match, he started doing his little kick thing. I was like, and you and I were like, what the fuck is he doing?
0: And no, then, I knew what he was doing. I just fucking hated it.
2: <laughs> I don't. I can't stand when he does that. But that's not the point. But otherwise, now I'll just every time he does that, I can't stand it. But in the end of it. That's kind of make me go <laughs> and do a Peter Griffin laugh real quick
0: Yeah, so basically Some people try to go after him And, um, you know Obviously Orange Cassidy gets out of the way Keith Lee and the other two guys Are now fighting each other the th- they're, All three of them are like Kind of beating the hell out of each other yeah, and then Orange yeah. Cassidy jumps up Tries to grab the ring Yeah, 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 yeah Thought that was a great spot Yeah And then also he had, the ladder, he had the ladder on his neck And he's swinging it around Knocking everybody out Then all of a sudden Wardlow and Hobbs grab it You see the fear On Orange Cassidy's fucking face They lift the ladder up. He goes up with the ladder. He's dangling. He skins the cat over the ladder Uh and tries to grab the ring. Powerhouse Hobbs quickly drops it, so he slides down, and Hobbs hits him. That's a great spot. And if you're going to have big men in a ladder match, those are the kind of spots you need to have. Now, that being said, I'm going to preface this right now by saying this. While I agree it's a spot fest, here's the difference between this and the match that was before that. The moment they announced the face of the revolution ladder match, I knew it was going to be a spot fest. Anytime you got more than two people in a ladder match, it's going to be a spot fest. Fact. Yeah. Very few people know how to use the ladder as a way to tell a story. Everybody uses the ladder as an excuse to do extra stupid stunts. Fact. So that's so I knew that was going to happen. I knew. Yeah. I, I, I prepped for it. I mentally prepared myself. All I cared about was Pockets didn't win this match. No, he did not. If he did, I'd be I'd be furious <laughs> right now. Oh, we're thankful for I'd that be now. fucking furious. Are we? Yes. <laughs> I'd have been fine. Hey. I would have been fine with Christian winning it.
2: Yeah, I would too. And tell you <laughs> the truth, you know who else I would have would have been happy with? Who? Anybody. Except for Orange Cassidy. Do I respect him? Yeah. Do I like his gimmick? <laughs> no but in the end of it i mean it was a typical ladder match there guys yeah it really, really 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 was there was a good spot there's some cringing moments like ow at that i was like like ooh i probably want to get up after that but in the end of the match Wardlow is the winner and a lot of people kept on saying and from Sonic the Hedgehog because of the Golden Ring. The Ring, yeah. There, there's a, there's a couple, a
0: couple, there was a couple Sonic memes online after that. That was pretty good. I knew that from last year because they did that last year too. But um, the thing is, my my personal pick would have been Ricky Starks Yeah, because yeah. I'm a big fan yeah, of Ricky yeah, Starks. Yeah, a huge fan of him. But Wardlow makes sense storyline-wise because we know he's on the cusp of pretty much going to war with MJF, which we'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. But the winner of this match earns a TNT title match at the St. Patrick's Day Slam in San Antonio on March 16th. So that's next Wednesday. So next week, on Dynamite, Wardlow is going to face Sammy Guevara. Now it says either Sammy Guevara or Scorpio Sky, but let's keep it 100. Sammy's winning that match. They are not going to give this belt to Scorpio Sky, only to drop it to Wardlow the next week. Because here's the facts. On the 16th of March, Wardlow needs to walk out the TNT champion. If Wardlow does not leave San Antonio as the TNT champion, Tony Khan is not only the worst booker in the world, I will put a stamp, I will make a bold statement, he's worse than Russo. Uh oh, um, okay. You yeah, never, I said it. You, 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 um, oh, fuck. Um, because not even Russo would fuck that up. Can um, see,
2: go ahead. Oh, uh, well, I might as well bring the heat on. I 100% agree. Folks, let me tell you something. And, uh, uh on the 16th of March, I 100% agree. If Wardrobe does not walk out with that belt, you are complete fucking idiot, and you just buried, buried Warlow.
0: Yeah, otherwise than that, let's move on to the next bit of the night. Alright, alright. Oh, also, real quick before we move on, um, shout out to Dan Housen. So nice, so evil. So, no, so nice, <laughs> and so evil. So, on that note, we got Tony Schiavone on the way out, and he announced a special context, contract signing for Swerve Strickland. <clears throat> now, Some of you might remember him in WWE as Isaiah Swerve Scott. Some of you remember him from Underground as Killshot. But he is now in AEW. He says, the real is back. I can go on and on about all the dream matches I'm going to have in AEW and all the championships I'm going to take. But I have one question I'm going to ask. Whose house? Swerve's house. Whose house? Swerve's house. And the fans said Swerve's house. So if you don't know by now, this motherfucker's over. He's way
2: over. I saw that. I was like, wait a minute. Who's that? And you told me who it was. I was like, oh, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I was
0: like, i remember him. I like him. He literally just got called up to the main mm. roster before they let him go. He, he was in NXT. He uh, had his own faction, Hit yeah. Row. Yeah. They were doing the great rap promos and yeah. everything. They get called to the main roster and they let them go. Yep. Dumbest thing they ever did. Yep. That was an over-faction now they got rid of B Fab, which made sense. She could she didn't know wrist slack yeah, from the wristwatch. But they got weird. rid of Top Dollar. Who hotter than Top Dollar? Not no, nada. nada. The fuck are you out of your mind? Now, now the 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 other guy they got rid of, I don't really remember him. Um, they didn't get rid of him. But dude, that, that was a bad move on NXT's part. Yep. And WWE's part, and AEW's now reaping the benefits of that because Sword Strickland is going to be a force to be reckoned with in AEW. Very true, very right, true.
2: Okay, so. uh, moving on to the next uh, match of the night, if you want to call it that, is the champ Jay Cargill with Smart Mark Sterling versus Tony Conte with Ana Jay. Benny, uh, I'm going to ask you this right now. Do you want to call this a match?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: not really. But only because it wasn't that interesting. It wasn't. I mean, I understand Jake Harrells. She's doing this. She's standing up for this. Good for you. You're not the first fucking person to say, I'm doing this for my children. I'm doing this for somebody with this or this or
0: this or this. Or this. I don't like you. You <laughs> can probably tell. Yes. It it doesn't matter. Like, she's, she's not likable to anybody. Elvis admits he's seen some improvement, but he's still not a fan. No. Uh, I don't necessarily hate Jade Cargill like as much as you guys do. I'm just not invested in what she's doing. So I don't hate her. If she gets better, she gets better. She's I know not it, a piece of shit in the ring. She's not she's not a terrible person. No. She's just not interesting. Not interesting That's the problem. No, she's just no. not. She has an undefeated streak. Nobody cares. Nope. And here's the worst part mm. I don't give a shit about Tay Conti. I was like... this I is... don't care. They're trying to sell her as this badass, you know, karate chick doing judo throws and shit. But here's the thing. No one fucking cares about that. Nope. You know why? Why? Because Ty Conti doesn't look like a badass. You're trying to build somebody as a badass. Like, for example, Ronda Rousey mm-hmm. does, like, judo stuff in the ring. Why? Why? She's a legit fucking judo person. Not that saying Ty isn't, but... Ronda Rousey is a badass. Yeah, in real life. In real life. In
2: real life, I guarantee you. In real life, she could probably beat the living shit out of somebody just because she's a professional wrestler. Doesn't mean jack fucking shit. Even though she is the most gorgeous woman in the face of this earth. It's, Fuck not, even you the
0: a, it's not even the fact that she's a WWE wrestler. She's a UFC fighter. Exactly. That makes her tough before she
2: even steps foot in a ring. And not to mention how long she's been training to do this. How much of a badass
0: she is. I have huge. So respect that's so that's believable. Ty's not believable.
2: No, she's this
0: no, she match, not. This match was filler. That's all it was. That Was it just there to waste time? And here's the thing, though. With how long these matches went, they didn't need fucking filler. No, they didn't. There was no reason for this match. It's I mean, like, hey, we got a five-half-hour I mean, match. You know what? Maybe we can cut this match out. Nobody will fucking miss it. Nope. Not one person in the arena is going to go, I came to CJ Cargill. Not one person. Nope. And if they did, they're a fucking loser. <laughs> if that's the match you're looking forward to, I you I are pathetic. <laughs>
2: Wait a minute. You just gave me shit. Wait, okay, no, but all right. Moving on. Moving
0: on. What did I say? On, what? On. No, mm. I'm sad. No I, no, I didn't give you shit. Like you, I I just said. Oh, you did
2: shit for what happened recently? Well, that was somebody else. Never mind. That was another story. All right. All right let's right, move moving on. Moving on. To the next match of the night, and Vinny Bucci and I thought this was a match of the night. It, it says right here on the website, it says second season. Second City Saint, CM Punk versus MGF in a doll collar match. One word for this match. Absolutely fucking stellar. It was stellar. It was violent. It was brutal. It was nasty. There was blood. There was a cursed mask. I mean, it was just, it lived up to its expectation. It really, really
0: did. It, that was the match of the night. All the other matches were. I mean, do I think it was the match of the night? I did have one match I thought was better.
2: We'll get to that.
0: We'll get to that. Not hitting on this match. I just said I thought there was one that was better. But this match delivered the way it needed to. Yes, it did. Okay? Yes, it did. It was great. I liked CM Punk coming out to the Ring of Honor music and the Ring of Honor attire and going by the Ring of Honor nickname yep. as a way to kind of pay homage to the fact that Ring of Honor, once again, is now owned by Tony Khan. So they're allowed to do Ring of Honor stuff now. So... I like this. What I loved about this match was the story that was told, and that's why I don't have a lot of objections to a lot of things here. For example, um, when you know Punk wraps the chain around and tries to drag Max over to him, and then Max quickly flips the chain, hits Punk in the eye, tries to get away, he runs him in the ring. He wraps the chain around the ring pose and uses it as a fulcrum to pull Max into the corner. MJF grabbed the chain and yanked Punk out of midair. MJF wrapped the chain around his fist. He starts punching Punk in the forehead. Punk is busted wide open. You know, he rakes the chain. They're using the chain as a weapon. Now, I also like this because the match was ending in pinfall or submission, which in a dog collar match, I'm totally fine with. Most other matches, like strap matches or chain matches or bull rope matches, I prefer touch the four corners in succession. I like that finish. For those kind of matches, but the dog collar match is allowed to be pinfall or submission, so I was fine with that. This and again, they both were bleeding. Yep. I thought this is the this is a match that does deserve blood, so I can't really. Although I do think that it would have been better if it was just MJF that was bleeding, only because Punk already bled on the Go Home show. Yeah. So I don't think Punk needed to bleed here. It should have been MJF. Especially since Punk got the win. You might as well let MJF go over with that. But obviously, these two brought the fight to each other. Yep. It was very well done. I liked the finish. Most people didn't. And I know Gator had something to say about this. Oh,
2: boy, he did.
0: He said that he thought it was goddamn ridiculous that these guys are beating each other to death with a chain, but yet the dynamite diamond ring was what ultimately knocked out MJF. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, though, and, I, and I'll say this: I know Zach, you want to talk. I'm gonna let you talk, but I, let me get this out. Then you can say whatever you want to say. The reason this works is because, ever since MJF started wearing the Dynamite Diamond Ring, that they have allowed him to keep, that he keeps retaining every year. Ever since he started wearing that ring, he is established to the audience. That every time he hits somebody with a diamond ring, he wins. It knocks people out. It has been documented every time he's used it. When you establish a finish like that to the audience, Mm -hmm. it makes sense in the story. It does. So that's why he's allowed Mm. to use the dynamite diamond ring to knock him out, despite the fact the chain didn't. Because the ring is a knockout weapon. It's like... It's like a power of the punch or something, like William Regal, which we'll get to that in a minute. I know I'm kind of spoiling something here, but I'm using it as an example. is when, Whenever he would put on the brass knuckles and knock somebody out, they were out. Yeah, I remember that. That was his power of the punch. You know, he had to hide the freaking thing, but he did it. It was great. So when you have a finish like that, you have to protect it. And MJF has always done that. Because you never throw the punch unless it's the finish.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you don't throw it unless it's the finish, and you're beating the other guy. Very true. Otherwise, you don't use it. And MJF is very smart about that. That he is. And he did very well with that. So when Wardlow dropped the ring, and pretty much in front of Punk, and pretty much said, (laughs) go ahead and (laughs) use this, boom, knocks him out. One, two, three. I only had one complaint about this match, and it was the same complaint that Gator had. What? We did not need thumbtacks. That was stupid, that was pointless, and it was a waste of time. Let me give a good rule of thumb to all the wrestlers in the future. (laughs) Unless you are in a match with Tommy Dreamer, Mick Foley, or Abyss, enough with the fucking thumbtacks. Stop it. Maybe Moxley. Maybe Moxley. But enough with the fucking thumbtacks. We've seen enough of it. It's stupid spot. There was no reason to have it. It brought nothing to the story. It did nothing to add to this match or story. You're basically putting a hat on a hat. Okay? This is worthless. It was stupid. It did not need to be done. And that's why I prefer a better match over this one. Because the thumbtacks took away... From the story. It was adding extra brutality to a match that had enough of it. So, other than the thumbtacks, great job.
2: Very good job. Yeah, yeah, it was violent. I mean, it lived up to its expectations. <clears throat> Excuse me, folks. Sorry, I've been. That's the beer coming out of that burp. But, anyways, what I loved about that was the reaction that uh, that uh, uh, Dez, you, and me, when we saw that ring got dropped, they were like, Ooh! but then again, we were like, we knew this was coming, but not like this. But I love not tonight. Yeah, I was, I was like, this was great. Yeah, I mean, CM Punk won, and right, he should be. Now, is this rival over? Nobody knows. Yeah, I was like, I was like, <laughs> nee. but are we gonna see an NGA confrontation
0: with Wardlow? Oh, we are. Uh, on AEW. If we don't Wednesday see tonight If we don't see it Wednesday night, we're definitely gonna see it next week when Wardlow wins the title. Yes we will. He fucking
2: better win. <laughs> oh boy. Anyways, moving on, moving on, moving on. We next match of the night, if you wanna call that. AEW's world championship, Dr. Britt Breaker, go in against Thunder Rosa. Vinny, you take this
0: one because I I'm tired of Brick Breaker. Yeah. Um the answer, Zach, is yes. This was a wrestling match. I know you don't like Britt Baker, but it's... the purpose, or, or getting tired of her or whatever. Yeah, but the point is this. The if you want to call it that does not refer to the person in the match. It refers to whether or not the match itself was a match or a squash or a waste or whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: That was not the case. Okay. This was a match. It was a well-fought match. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa gave it everything they had. Thunder Rosa did a hell of a job in this match. The biggest there was there was here's the problem with the match. A, the wrong person won. Yeah, true. Because Britt Baker is running out of credible challengers. He's winning everybody. Yes, and here's the problem: the women's division. Doesn't have a lot of talent in it. No, I don't. And when I say talent, I don't mean like a roster. I mean like women who are actually fucking good. There's a The women's division is, was, and continues to be, I can't say forever because shit might change. Very true. But it continues to be the weakest link in AEW. The tag team division was their bread and butter. You think it still is? No, that's not being the case when the Bucks fucked it up. Okay. With their tag title run. But before that, it was the bread and butter of AEW. Very true. You didn't have a lot of good single stars. Now you got to plenty. The women's division has been fucking sad. Now, during the pandemic, they stepped their game up Mm -hmm. and things got a little bit better.
2: Yeah, they did.
0: But now it's kind of going back down again. The women's division has never been a staple or a strong suit of all elite wrestling. In fact, they have the worst women's division in all of wrestling. I pretty much would have to agree. They do. So, this, Matt, and the other problem was too much interference. Yeah, I saw that as
2: well. I was like, I understand interference, but come on now. I was like,
0: let these two people here do their job. Now, here's the thing. It's not just doing their job. It's heels cheat to win. Fact. You know, if you're a heel... You live by the creed. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Exactly. Okay? But when it comes to outside interference with managers and people up front, you are allowed two to three, and three's pushing it, interferences in a match. That makes sense. You get up to three. And the and usually the standing on the apron thing, oh, yeah. you do that usually once. Because if a ref falls for that, in the same match, more than once, he's a fucking moron. Very true. You and this is and this is the thing that AEW does all the time. Which is... they bury the referees every time. Yeah, you've been you've been mentioning this.
2: They know, do. How,
0: how many times? Now, in case you think I'm being biased, go check some of my WCW pay per view reviews. I've shit on the referees then too.
2: Oh, he does. He does. He does. He does. He does. He does. But Trust me, they yeah, have. I mean, I didn't really like this match, but. Nobody uh, did. I mean, I mean, okay. But the next match of the night, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen boys and girls, and dude and dude heads, will would be the last man standing match against the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, against John Marshley. Benny from I don't know can see this is probably what your favorite match of the night since it probably is. Would you please
0: take this one? You have the floor. Thank you. First, let me just say this was not a last man standing match. Oops. You, you are really shooting yourself in the foot on this one. Bang. So <laughs> anyway, but my point is this. Sorry. Thank you. It's okay. My point is this. Oh. This was the match of the night for me. Loved it. This yeah. was oh. great. Brilliant. Brian Danielson. Oh. I've already established a long time ago. On AEW Recaps, and pretty much any time I've watched WWE, I've said this, on record, that he's the best technical wrestler in the business. He is! Promo-wise, he sucked for a long time. He got better. He got so much better. Way better. Yeah, like, towards the end of his run in WWE, he was great. Now in AEW as a heel, he is amazing. Very true. Brian Danielson is has all my respect, and then some. And John Moxley, I like Moxley when he's not doing deathmatch shit. Agreed. That's why most people don't like Moxley. It's because he prefers to do deathmatch bullshit even though he's a great wrestler. He's a fantastic. He is. These guys are great. He got the brawler mentality. These guys put on a technical wrestling clinic that was violent. It was physical. And it was the one match, other than the dog collar match, that deserved to have blood in it. Now, I did not necessarily expect blood in the dog collar match. It was good that it was there, but I wasn't going into the match expecting blood. I went into this match expecting blood. Why? Because Moxley said, I can't team with somebody until I bleed with them First. Yeah, so I, I expected that. blood in this match if one of them or both of them needed to be bleeding and damn if they didn't deliver you didn't know who was going to win these two were damn near ready to kill each other they did kill each other until we saw you know Moxley roll rolled back to like a last chancery kind of thing bridged up and had Danielson pinned because he got the three and we're both kind of sitting there and then it said the winner of the match, John Moxley. And I'm like, wait, his shoulders were down. And and uh, and then oh, yeah, Dez yeah, tried yeah, to explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dez's like, that. no, no, his shoulders down. I'm like, what? I'm look, we're looking at the screen. We can't tell. Yeah. But then they replayed it from another angle. Yeah, and I can go, oh, and then I see. And I, I can see his neck bridging up. And I can see the shoulders down. Great pin. Great pin. Because it made you think for a second, wait a minute. I don't think that... That was a pin. Yeah, I saw that as well. I don't I think that. Moxley oh, no, won no, that. That's it. They go
2: for it a different angle, and then automatically we go,
0: Oh, we go like, Okay, now I see it. I so I see then, it. all of a sudden, they start beating the shit out of each other again. Beating the shit out of each other? Is that what you call that? Well, yeah, it's a brawl. They're killing <laughs> each other. God. But then, William Regal <laughs> fucking shows up at yeah. AEW. Ah! And then he... Talks some sense, and Moxley and Daniels. He basically slaps Moxley, yeah. Gets right in his face, practically headbutts him, gets some of his blood on him. Then Daniels is laughing. William Regal's like, I don't know why you're smiling, bitch. Bam, smacked him, and basically got them to shake hands. And finally, they both they were both mentored by William Regal, so they shake hands. So now they bled together. They fought together. Will they team together? The answer is yes. they fucking better, together. dude. Let me tell you right now, I'm calling it. Yeah, what this will be the new tag team champions. Yeah,
2: yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. I remember what no, I, I, I've been seeing this too with William Regal, and I've been seeing the memes on Facebook. This is what happened. This is uh, a lot of people say, goes like, you know, what this reminds me of is when my dad would break up my, one of my. A, a fight between uh, my brother and I. It's like he would do that. He goes, like, Yeah, he would like to expect each other. It's like, well, What are you going to do? Like, I'll like, uh-uh, calm down to you two. Like, you'll spread it apart and smack some sense of like, calm it, your brothers. It was like kind of like trying to break yeah. up two brothers.
0: That's exactly in what it the was.
2: Business, business, John Moxley and, and-, and Daniel Bryan are actually really good friends and know how to work together. I've been, how many times have they faced each other? A, a lot. Yeah, I was, I was like, they said like this is not the first time this has
0: happened. I was like, but it is the first time Moxley got a win. It is. He's never beaten Brian Danielson. Oh. That's why he wanted to have this match before he would agree to team with him. Because okay, I can see that he said because he, he wanted to know if Brian Danielson was trying to avoid fighting Moxley. Yeah. This is why you want to team with him. He said if that's the case, I've already beaten Brian Danielson like mentally. So he said that was basically Moxley's way of saying I need to know. So he did. Mm-hmm. Now it looks like they're going to be a team. Yeah. And yeah. it they're going to be in a faction that Regal's going to lead. Yeah. And Regal is great on the mic. Oh, he's fantastic. So
2: Honor-rated they should just hero shut hero. up
0: and let him talk. Yep. And I now know that Regal is going to be having not only on-camera role on uh-huh. screen, uh-huh. but he'll be doing some backstage stuff as well. Uh-huh. So hopefully he'll be helping with the booking. Yeah. Because here's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. If Tony Khan... Is going to be in charge of the booking for Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. I think he should hand over the booking to William Regal for AEW. Now, when I say booking, I don't mean obviously Tony Khan is still the boss. Yeah. The president. Yeah. Final decisions are made by him. Mm-hmm. But as far as the booking responsibilities, have William Regal be in charge of that, and then Regal can come with all the ideas and everything else and. Sh- Put everything together that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. And then sit down with Tony Khan and go, "Here's what I want to do." And then TK can go, "Yes or no." Like ultimately turn the booking format into the boss, but let William Regal be the booker because every great promoter has a booker to or somebody to help them book. Side note, yeah, I always uh, real quick, I always thought
2: if I didn't commentate or rep, I always thought about being the booker. I'm gonna work with that you later. But otherwise than that, that was a hell of a blo- uh, violent, bloody match. Fantastic. So Wednesday night, Vinny Beauty, we will see what the hell's going on because this is getting good. I like this. I'm excited fun. for this. Yes. Anyways, moving on to the next match of the night. It's the uh, Tornado Trios match. We got the Evil Knievel against the Spanish uh, uh, teaming up with the Spanish Fly Monkey, Shami uh, Garbera, with Sting. Well, with uh, the
0: A-H-whatever-shit, uh, I'm too-I don't give a fuck. Why okay, uh, don't I do this one? This is the Tornados trios match. We have Darby Allen, the TNT champion, the Spanish spot monkey Sammy Guevara, and Sting versus Andrade El Idiot, Isaiah <laughs> Cassidy, and Big Money Matt Hardy.
1: Um, It wasn't that bad.
2: I, I actually enjoyed it. it It had several spots It was not spot monkey Of course it was evil Knievel Spanish fly monkey But I did like no, no. Go through the tables And everything else I did enjoy it It was entertaining yeah.
0: Emo Knievel Emo That's Knievel. A, that, That's his name What the hell was I saying? You said Evil Knievel Like the actual stuntman Oh oops sorry. It's Emo Knievel That's oh, Darby Allen's name a cousin From a foreign land Anyway. But the thing is this uh, Say it with me children Ladies booking that's all this match was this was stupid pointless random spot monkey bullshit you had the butcher and the blade interfering only i only saw one uh, good map spot in this whole match one spot that. that was worth a damn Which is... and that was Sting jumping off the balcony splashing andrade through those tables New Jack style.
2: Yeah, I remember you were sitting on the couch, like, here we go, and all of a sudden, here goes Vinny Bitch. You go, you go, like, a real rough, like.
0: Because again. Yay! And why did I enjoy that spot? Because it was Sting, who never does that shit. No, he doesn't. He's no, in he doesn't. his early 60s, yeah. it's like 63, can still go and is willing to take risks like that. That's the stuff that gets amazing. Why? Because Sting never does that shit. So when he does, it gets a pop. Yeah, Because you're amazed that he did it.
2: Yeah, I mean...
0: I'm, I'm not like, impressed when Emo it. Knievel does it, because okay, he does it every God. fucking week. Yeah, I'm does. not impressed when the Spanish Spot Monkey does it. He does it every fucking week. Which I'm fucking sick of seeing. I'm not even impressed with all due respect to his legacy. I'm not even impressed when Matt Hardy does it, because I've seen him do it all the time. Yeah, he comes out. In his prime. Now he's calmed down since he's gotten older.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because he knows he doesn't have to do that stupid shit anymore. Because he has the charisma and the technical skill. But every now and then, if Matt's gotta break it out for some nostalgia's sake, he'll do it. And I don't mind that if you're breaking it out every now and then. Yeah, exactly. But when it's 90% of your move set, that makes you a spot monkey. You're not wrestling, you're circus performing, and that's all this match was. Sting had the one good moment in this match. The rest of it was shit and it went on way too long. Too long. Unnecessary. True. And Another match that didn't need to fucking be here, yeah, no. or easily could have been ten minutes. Ten minutes. You did maybe not even need, eight. Maybe, maybe even eight. eight. We did not need this match no, to be long.
2: Not, nothing for you already titles. gave
0: us carnage with the dog collar <laughs> match. We don't need yeah. this stupid shit. We just saw a fucking ladder match. I don't need more chaos. Yeah, that was too much. It's overkill. That's the problem with AEW and WWE is wwe doesn't do enough crazy shit aew does too much crazy shit
2: that is true
0: tna was the same way they used to they would try to bleed in every match to illustrate Mm -hmm. the fact that wwe doesn't use blood yeah but you still gotta use it for the right time for the right reasons very true like the dog collar match in brian danielson and moxley yep those were the matches that needed blood Nothing else tonight needed blood. I don't think anything else had blood. But we didn't need it for anything else. So it was overkill and unnecessary and stupid. And moving on to the main event of
2: the night. We had the AEW World Title Match. Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole Pussy. Vinny, go ahead.
0: This match... Was great. True. Amazing match. Very well done. Fantastic. Great fights. Nothing too stupid. Nothing too crazy. Did exactly what he needed to do. No jumpy bullshit. Not a lot of it, if, if any. And I will say two things. One, best match Adam Cole has had since debuting. Fact. This is the best match Adam Cole has had since coming to AEW. Fact. This is the Adam Cole I wanted to see from day one. Fact. He finally, even though he didn't win, he finally wrestled somebody credible of consequence instead of dealing with the with the outlaw Mud Show pieces of shit he's been fighting week after week after week after week after week ever since he debuted and joined the Clown Show. <laughs> okay. I hear ya. I hear ya. I mean. But I have one complaint about this match. And can I answer it for you? Go ahead. Way too fucking long. Exactly. <laughs> this did not need to be 25 fucking minutes. No. Jesus Christ. It it, it it We're already at freaking midnight at this point. And this is the part where you were snoring. I And it had nothing to do with the match. I know. You were just Nothing tired. to do with the match. I, I was just dead ass fucking tired. Because I ain't... First of all, you got to take into account, I ain't slept at all this week. And I I'll get into that I on the Variety Show. Yeah. But... I was fucking exhausted! I was tired too. You
2: were you're way more tired than me, but folks, i way all, more. Yeah, way more. I was I've been up since uh since that night I had to work. I I was I've been up since uh 7 30 that night. But I forgot to tell you, I also did what you did. I took a 20 minute, 30 minute power nap, and I did the one thing that would help me. Guess what? I uh, guess what I made. What? Coffee. I had a whole pot of coffee before you came pick me up. I was like, I was like, I told myself, I'm not fucking this up. I'm yeah. not fucking this up.
0: Oh yeah, I, I had to take I had to take that power nap on the couch, and then get your ass home, did, and then. And, and, and that's the part where we thought we could recap it in the car. Turns out we were wrong. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it did not come out well. That's why we're doing this right now. Um, but yeah, so. But other than that, the, mat, the main event was yeah, great. Yeah, I'm
2: happy with uh, Adam. Uh, Adam. Uh, Adam
0: Page. <laughs> Adams get me confused. Uh, dude, it was getting everybody confused. The fans were chanting like, "Let's go, Adam!" They were just saying Adam. They trolled the whole Retain. fucking match.
2: <laughs> you didn't know Adam, who Adam. they were
0: cheering, who they were booing, whatever the fuck. No, you heard it come
2: a couple times. Adam Page. Adam Cole. Adam Page. Adam Cole. I heard it one or two times, or I couldn't. I didn't mean, hear it at all. I, I mean.
0: I didn't hear well, shit.
2: Anyways, guys, all right. I think that wraps up the uh, recap of AEW <laughs> Revolution. Yes. And I would say hopefully next pay-per-view you guys have,
0: don't make it so fucking long and put it on a Saturday, On a Saturday, you fox. Yeah, especially if you're going to make it that long. That way we can sleep in. But also take into account there's a lot of hardworking men and women out there who also work on the weekends? I know. I used to be one of them. Same here. Well, in a lot of ways, I still am because we do yeah, shows and I shit work on over the weekend too. So, anyway, that leaves a wrap up AEW Revolution. Zach, as always, I appreciate you taking the time to join me on this.
2: Absolutely, sir. I enjoyed myself
0: once again. All right, and uh, be on the lookout for our NXT recap coming tomorrow, and the variety show is going to drop next week. So. Before we go, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Breaker. Breaker. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio, which is fucking awesome. Yes. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go yeah. to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. As I mentioned before, we have a special uh, favor we're doing for a very good friend of mine named Kirby. Uh, she has her own nonprofit organization called The Trich to Stop, T R I C H. It's a nonprofit organization that, ser- that serves individuals that suffer from a hair disorder called trichotillomania, dedicated to help prevent an uncontrollable habit that can be life stunting. Uh, basically, what you do is you go to the link app.voodle dot-com dot com. V-O-O-D-L-E.com. i'm gonna have this pinned to the top of the facebook page very soon so it'll be easy access what you do is you go to the link you click on the heart to like the video once you click on the heart you will then be given the option to sign up and there'll be no spam and if there is just delete it put it in the spam folder and all that uh, but basically, once you sign in with an email or if you don't want spam, make up an email address or use an old one you haven't touched in forever. Whatever you got to do, sign up. And once you sign up, you automatically cast your vote for Kirby to win a $10,000 grant for her nonprofit organization. So that's what we're trying to do. You don't have to pay any money. You don't have to donate unless you want to go to her actual site and donate. That's up to you. But all you have to do is click on the heart and sign up with your email address and cast your vote to help her win a $10,000 grant to help individuals with trichotillomania. Also, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boothcascody's tweets, photos, and videos one more time i want to say real quick here uh i want to give a special thank you speaking of instagram to all of you who wish me a happy birthday via instagram i appreciate you guys so much thank you so much for the birthday wishes um i also know some people on facebook did as well so uh sometime next week i will be doing a uh facebook birthday shout out uh it's gonna be a long part of the process but i don't care it's something i do to thank people who wish me a happy birthday so it might be boring to some but it's important to me It is very important to him because he's getting older by the minute, like me. Thank you. So, also make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, We got some great YouTube content on there. Check out BoochCast Reviews Dark Side of the Ring. We have our archived watch parties, our D&D one-shot, funny skits, holiday videos, all of them up there for you guys to enjoy. Make sure you guys hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified so you'll know when the new content we posted. We got new episodes of The Dark Side of the Ring coming very soon to the YouTube channel. I'm also going to have some watch parties put up there very very soon, and we got some other content that's going to be available as well. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv/thebootscast. Uh that's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party for sure is going to be Sunday, April 3rd for Night 2 of WrestleMania. I know I've been promoting night one of WrestleMania, but it looks like I personally won't be able to stream it, but if the gang wants to get together and do something, they're more than welcome to do so, because I think by that time, I'll be on a plane flying back to Atlanta, because I'm going to be in Dallas that weekend for WrestleCon and for a big um, comedy show. We're doing a Hyenas Comedy Club in Dallas, Texas. Uh, We're doing a special rebuilding buff, where I'm going to be opening for the guys, and Buff and Michael are going to be telling stories. But then... Then we're going to WrestleCon. Then Saturday night, we're flying back to Atlanta. So I'm probably going to miss night one of WrestleMania. From what I've seen on the card, I ain't missing much so far. Uh Uh, But we will definitely be live streaming night two of WrestleMania. So night one will be in the hands of the Boochcast team. If they want to get together and watch it and they want to live stream, I hope they do. If they don't, well, you can be mad at them. We also have our D&D show coming soon uh, to the... Twitch channel, we're still trying to work everything out on that, but we'll be rare and ready to go, hopefully within uh, the next few months we'll have that set up, we've just got to get all our ducks in a row and get everybody's shit together, and of course we're going to have a special gaming for the Boochcast, uh, Elvis is going to be primarily in charge of the gaming, he's got an Oculus he wants to play with and everything and you know, do some entertaining stuff with you guys, also uh, this Friday WWE 2K22 gets released. So Elvis and I are going to be doing our special GM booking contest that the two of us are doing, where Elvis and I, Elvis is going to put together a roster. <laughs> I am going to put together a roster on my GM mode of WB2K22, and we're going to book our shows, and we're going to see who can do the best, who can draw the best ratings, and who uh, sell the most tickets. It's going to be a hell of a great contest. So make sure you guys uh, check out the Twitch channel for all that fun. Now, I have
2: faith in you.
0: If Elvis beats you in the manager thing, I swear to God, Benny, you're not going to hear the fucking end of it from me. And I'm sure I won't hear the rest of it from the listeners either, so make sure you guys check that out. It'll be airing on the Twitch channel later this month. Uh, first, got to get the game, then we got to set the schedules and everything and make sure we're able to do that, because I thought I was going to have an open schedule this month, and it turns out I was fucking wrong. So <laughs> we'll get to that on the Variety Show next week. So one last thing, you guys can support the BoochCast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. Now, we got three levels you can donate at with prizes coming soon. The first level you can donate at is for 99 cents per month. That's right. This is the level we give to the hardworking men and women out there. Uh, If you want to donate to the show but don't have a lot of money to spend because you got bills to pay or mouths to feed, Obviously, we understand. We, don't, we would never ask our fans to break the bank or sacrifice a payment to support the show. If all you can do is listen to the show, you're still supporting it. If anything, just take the link and share it and get more people to listen. That would mean the world to us. But if you want to donate some money but still got a little bit of a financial issue, just send us 99 cents per month. It's not a lot of money. You won't miss it. And that little bit will help us grow this podcast. Every little bit helps. So don't think if you're donating only 99 cents that we don't appreciate it. We do. Also we have the second level you can donate at which is for $499 per month. The same amount of money we, you would pay for a peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere 999. That's the same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold to the Peacock, you have nowhere to put that $9.99. So take that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. Now, the important thing here to know is you can cancel your donation at any time. Once you give that donation in, you will be billed every month to help support the show. If at any point you need or want to cancel, you can. The only catch is you do not get a refund. You won't get your money back. You'll just stop putting money in. Also, there's an Anchor's privacy policy that lets them know how your personal data is processed. I can tell you right now, we don't get access to your personal data and we don't want it. We don't want to rob our fans of anything. The only money we want from you is the amount of money that you're willing to donate to help out this show. We don't want to screw over our fans. We love our fans because we know without the fans, there is no Boochcast. So keep that in mind when worrying about personal data. But still, check out their privacy policy if you need reassurance. And the best part is all the money that we raise goes back into this show. We use the money to upgrade our equipment, bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Bootscast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're going to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash thebootscast slash support is how you make that happen. Don't you
2: fucking do it, I swear to God. Go ahead and go
0: to anyways. Fuck, here we go. And then if there's any money left over after we've, sold, after we've done all that, we use the rest of the money to feed this guy here ramen noodles and try to get him laid, Zachary Scott. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cash. This has been The Booch Cash. Take care, folks. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, the pizza, pizza, baby! baby.